built with wisdom and not just sweat and blood and timber. Here in this house, I've shared in building it, but I didn't lift a finger. And I've seen the gospel spoken through the words my brothers live in. That I will support and defend the Constitution of the United States. That I will support and defend the Constitution of the United States. Against all enemies, foreign and domestic. Against all enemies, foreign and domestic. That I will bear true faith and allegiance to the same. That I will bear true faith and allegiance to the same. That I take this obligation freely. That I take this obligation freely. Without any mental reservation. Without any mental reservation. Or purpose of evasion. Or purpose of evasion. And that I will well and faithfully discharge. And that I will well and faithfully discharge. The duties of the office on which I'm about to enter. The duties of the office on which I am about to enter. So help me God. So help me God. Welcome to Here in This House. I'm your host, David Allen, and it's good to be back. It's been a long time since I uh, have posted a podcast online. Um, I was going through chemo treatments, and that kind of knocked me out of the game for a little bit. It wasn't intentional. I thought I would keep it going, but for a number of reasons, I just couldn't do it. So, time is another big issue. So, you can hear the background noise of my beautiful truck and um, don't worry I'm hands-free but I've decided you know what I got lots of time behind the wheel to talk uh, so that's what I'm gonna start doing now that uh, clip you heard uh, just before we started here uh, was the swearing-in of uh, Amy Coney Barrett the newest Supreme Court Justice and what a great day it is in America we have spent 60 plus years declining, uh, our soci uh, socially declining and morally declining. And it's because the left, years ago, um, knew they couldn't come in through uh, our democratic system uh, and, and, and work through our republic as far as getting a bill passed through Congress and uh, and having it become law. I mean, think about it. You think in 1963, they could have gotten prayer uh, voted out of <laughs> schools? Not, not in your life. But they do that, and they chipped away. And next it was abortion, Roe v. Wade. 80, 70, 80 million babies. So far, slaughtered after Roe v. Wade. You think in 1973 they would have voted for that? I believe it was 73. Not on your life. But here, they do it again. Uh, 
California. I voted twice. The first time to uh, ban same-sex marriage, and um, the first time it, it won, the proposition won, but it got overruled. Where? The courts. So they did it again, but this time they tried to amend the California Constitution. That passed as well. Guess what? Got overturned again. Made it all the way to the Supreme Court. Bingo. Now we've got um, same-sex marriage. Uh, they say is the law of the land, but the thing about a Supreme Court ruling is it can change again. Uh, same with the law, but nevertheless, uh, the left, think about it now. This has been their power. This has been their mode of operation. To take away the power from the people, put it in the hands of a few, and control. And they want to tell you they're on your side? Sure, we're going to give you all these great government benefits. All you got to do is vote us in and we'll take care of you. And just do what we ask. And if you don't, we'll do it anyway. Think about that when you go to the polls this week. So let's talk a little bit about the election. Got Biden. And if you've been following the news at all, you would never know, the mainstream news, you would never know that this guy is as corrupt as they can be. You know, I, I, I crack up when Obama says, well, I went through my, at least in my presidency, there were no scandals. He had scandals in and all around him. He knew fully that they were spying on the Trump campaign. Uh, and if you want to hear about a scandal, how about the how many billions of dollars that they dropped on pallets, billion dollars in cash of pallets onto a runway in Iraq? You don't think that's a scandal? You didn't hear about that when it was going on. So, um, you know, the, the one thing he can boast about is, you know, he didn't have any affair uh, on Michelle and that he was faithful. And I, and I give him that. I mean, he's a good family man. But, you know, part of it is Michelle would kick his skinny little butt uh, if he was ever to try and do something. And he knows better. She put him in a headlock and just hold on till he passed out. And uh, so, but, you know, he... he comes across and that whole administration comes across and how great they were and how well they grew the economy. People, the economy was anemic at best. Uh, there is a gauge, uh, consumer confidence gauge. During the entire Obama presidency, that never got over a hundred. Never. In the eight years. That's a pretty good gauge on what's going to be, you know, how confident people are that things are going to be good, that companies are going to invest, and that um, that the economy is going to grow. Immediately under Trump, it shot over a hundred, and for a good part of his presidency, it hovered around 125, 135, I think it was. It was way up there. I mean, off the charts. And then the pandemic hit. And of course, that dropped it way back down. It got down, I believe, into the low 80s. But that was very short-lived. It's back up over 100 already. 
even with the economy that Biden's saying is all messed up right now, is way, way better than Obama could ever have dreamed of. But they'll sell you like, oh, Trump built on this growth, this great growth that Obama had. Trump didn't have to build on anything. Trump built on what Donald Trump knows how to do, and that's business. Did I say they dropped that cash in Iraq? Sorry, it was Iran. So I'm not going to talk too much more about Biden and the Obama administration. I mean, I, I think it, it speaks for itself. The Biden campaign is a lot like the Obama uh, economy. I mean, they talk how great it was, but it's, it's pretty anemic. And you look out there and you look at the number of people and the enthusiasm for Biden, and it's just non-existent. Uh, if anything, the majority of people that will vote for Biden is really a vote against Donald Trump. And that's fine. I mean, you want to support the Democratic Party. Yeah, you want to sh support a party that uh, yeah, is for a legalized abortion up to and even past birth uh, infanticide they, the baby can be born and then the, uh, the mother can make a decision with the doctor after the baby is born to either let it lie there and die or to keep it and live it's, it's I mean it, if this was a story in the bible we would be described as a uh, molak or uh, some pagan nation somewhere I mean it, this is as, as depraved as you can get. Yet, this is the party of Joe Biden. So I want to talk a little bit about Trump. Trump, 2016. He came on the scene bombastic and loud and confident, overconfident, that he could make everything happen and promising Oh, an economy, a wall, uh, fair trade. Uh, I mean, there's a list that can go on and on and on. And the thing that makes Trump so different from other politicians is the, the level of promises made, promises kept. I mean, that guy has, uh, he promised an economy, he delivered. He promised to be tough on Russia. Oh no, he's a, he's a Russian agent. Well, give me a break. Adam Schiff and, and Schumer and all these people. I mean, that's that's all they got to go on. I mean, it's, it's, it's comical to watch. But he's a Russian agent, but he promised to be tough on China, tough on trade, and that's exactly what he's done. He promised to renegotiate NAFTA. He's done it. Um, the things he's done for religious liberties, and I know there's a lot of Christians out there that just just can't hang with, with Donald Trump on that because they don't like the way he talks and, you know, he, he bullies people. And listen, he's a president, he's a leader, he's not a pastor, but he has a whole group, uh, dozens and dozens of pastors all over the country that he counsels with. That, that, that he takes their counsel and he understands, at least he understands 
that God rules supreme. I mean, he will say that. He's even gone so far to say that he's a Christian. All right? Well, he can't be a Christian if he does the things that he wants. What has he done? Oh, he's locking kids at the border. Obama started that. That's been going on a long time. And that's another promise he kept to secure the borders. And listen, I'm not. Give me. I have been for helping and supporting those in need all my life. I've worked at the missions. Um, I support missions overseas, orphanages. All right? And people think, oh, he's horrible because he doesn't want to let people in. If you want to just open up your doors to your house and let anybody come in and take what they need and come and go as they want, you let me know how that works out. It's no different with this country. The difference is the people coming in, uh, many of them, want to destroy us. Okay? And that's what they're working to do. So say what you want about Trump. He's not the savior. Of course I know that. Of course, people who support him know that. But if I talk about the good things he's done, it's like, oh, you're worshiping Donald Trump. No, I'm not. We finally got a president that has the gonads to stand up and say, hey, we're America. We've watched this country decline all my life to the point where Obama went out on a, a, a campaign of apologizing for America. Have we done some things? Yes. But listen, in those time periods that people lived, so much of that was what was common and known. Does that make it right? No. You know, just because everybody's doing it. But we don't even know today the things that we think we're so great. You know, we're helping the environment. We've got wind generators. I see the truckloads of cut up blades that are going into landfills right now and they don't know what to do with them. They're made of fiberglass. They pollute to high heaven when they make them. And then they pollute after they're done. Uh, electric cars. You know, oh, I'm driving an electric car. I'm clean. That's great for downtown city. You don't have to breathe the fumes. But just know there's CO2s blowing out there because 70% of our power in this nation still comes from coal. All right? So you ain't no you ain't no greener than a gasoline car. You just feel a little bit greener. So is all this bad? No, it's good. We need to clean the environment. Donald Trump is for the environment. People say, oh, how can you believe that? Because I see what he does and I see his common sense approach to it. And you cannot, you know, the the AOCs of the world saying, oh, it's 12 years and the world's going to end because of CO2s and the ice caps are going to melt and, and all this stuff. It's so easy to put it way out there. It's so easy to say. I've listened to so many doomsday predictions over my life and they're always out there where you can't reach them or touch them and you don't have to be responsible for them. But you can scare people and you can get people all concerned about what's going on. Do we need to clean our environment? Yes, we do. And you know who else does? China, India, all these developing nations. They need to clean up too. I mean, if we if we went zero emissions, we're still going to... Uh, this planet's still going to heat up with CO2s because the other countries aren't doing anything about it. Well, we had the Paris Climate Accord. Yeah, and all that was going to be is us paying to, to boost a bunch of other countries... Um, 
and get us into a deal that wasn't going to solve the problem. And Donald Trump knew it. It was a bad deal. We'll work a new deal. But that Paris Climate Accord was not it. That was America paying for the world's problems again. So listen, when you go to the polls this week, just remember that. Just remember what Donald Trump has done and what Biden has not done. I mean, Biden doesn't really have a record of doing anything great for this country. And he's been there 47 years. I mean, he is a politician through and through. And the thing about Biden that concerns me the most is his obvious cognitive decline. And, you know, nobody's nobody's bashing him for that. I mean, good golly, the guy's almost 78 years old. I mean, we're all going to slow down. And that's fine. But, uh, you know, keep saying his family, you know, they should be ashamed of themselves for supporting him and pushing him like that. It's obvious he's in decline. And what's happened is the left has transformed the Democratic Party into basically the Democratic Socialists because they, they both need each other to survive. Neither one could survive without the other. But sorry about that. I had a car doing um, what cars do, trying to pass me on the right, trying to do something unintelligent. Anyway, um, so a vote for Joe Biden is a vote for a socialist democratic party. And they make no qualms about it. I mean, it's very clear where they want to go. Now, I'm going to make a prediction here, and I'm not like some great, you know, uh, uh, prophet or something like that. All I got to say is, I see Trump winning in a landslide. I see Trump pounding Joe Biden. And here's the reason why. You go and you see Trump, right now he's doing three to five rallies a day. And everyone is packed. I mean, packed. And this guy has got more enthusiasm in 2020 than he did in 2016 because of the record that he has. You see a Biden campaign or Kamala Harris out there, and there's, you know, a handful of people. Yet the polls say that they're winning. I, I don't buy it. <clears throat> the media is... Uh, is obviously bias and I think it's going to show I think it's going to come out next Tuesday and um, uh, you know they say oh we won't have a uh, results on election night you know what I think we might I, I think the electoral vote uh, the electoral win is going to be decisive on election night now they may go back and recount some of them just to make sure well this state was close or that state was close so we're going to recount them, okay, or we're going to count the mail-in uh, ballots or whatever whatever the Democrats are trying to do. Um, and that's fine. But my prediction is on election night, it's going to be clear, Donald Trump won this thing. So I hope you're going to get out there on Tuesday and vote, or vote early if you have to. I, I voted early already. I'm already voted. Um, 
because I drive truck and I don't want to take a chance of schedule or weather or something holding me back from getting there on Tuesday. I'd much rather vote on Tuesday, but you know, some people, they're not able to do that. So the main thing is, is get your vote in. I mean, I went in to my own courthouse in my own little town. In fact, my neighbor was the one that handed me the ballot. I didn't know that, that he worked at the courthouse, but he did. So I trust that. I had to show my license, had to sign uh, my ballot. And um, it wasn't just walk in or mail in or, I mean, they checked that stuff out as it should be. That's how it's always been done. You gotta prove you're an American citizen in order to vote. I don't see why that is such a difficult concept for some people to get. I mean, you you just gotta prove, you know, like they say, anything else. You go to buy alcohol, you gotta prove you're 21. If you're gonna get a cell phone, uh, you gotta get a credit check and you gotta prove who you are and that you are who you say you are and you can do what you say you're gonna do. Uh, and here it's just, you, you can be dumb as a bag of hammers. All you got to do is, is prove who you are and you get to vote. Um, so, you know, that was something I did. And, uh, but the main thing is get out there this week and vote. And to those who say, well, I'm not going to get, I'm not going to vote. I'm not going to choose the lesser of two evils or, you know, that's a cop-out. That is just plain, simple, a cop-out. You're never, ever going to have a candidate that is going to not have flaws. I mean, I see these signs out there, Jesus 2020. Whoop. Hey, that's great. And, and you know, when uh, the millennium comes, when the new world comes, it's going to be perfect. And it's going to be awesome. But while we're still here on earth, one of the institutions that God has ordained is government. All right? And so many Christians say, oh, we can't be involved in government. What do you mean? What, you're you're a Christian except when it comes to government? I mean, that's the silliest thing I've ever heard. Go, that's how this country was founded and that's the reason why other countries are oppressive because they, they eliminate God. And, and so this, oh, I'm not going to be involved, you know, this government's corrupt and yada, yada, yada. You know what? That's a cop-out. And if you want to stand on the sidelines, that's fine. But, you know, you don't, you don't get a voice. And you don't get to complain. You can complain, but I'm not going to listen to you. I'm not going to listen to you complain when all you do is, is put down the system and say how bad it is and how, you know, Jesus wouldn't do this and, and wouldn't do that. It's clear how God has ordained governments down through history. And um, are, are they evil? Are, are, are we sinful? Um, it, is man under the um, influence of the evil one? Yes, he is. But guess what? God works through that. I mean, Joseph, his brother sold him into slavery. And that that was terrible for years and years. He went to prison. Everything, every time he did good, he paid a price for it that was bad. But in the end, God used it. In the end, he said to his brothers in Egypt, you meant it for evil. They did this thing and you meant it for evil, but God meant it for good. So if you don't think that God can't 
redeem a broken society and can't redeem a broken race, then you don't understand the gospel. And to those who say that we try and make government our savior, government's not my savior, but we are called to lead. We are called to be part. And so if you want to stand by and let the Joe Bidens, the Kamala Harris's, the Barbara, or uh, not Barbara Boxer, good golly, that's long ago, uh, the Nancy Pelosi's, the Schumer's, the Nadler's, all these career bought and paid for sleazy politicians, that's your choice. But my choice is to go out there and do what I can to, to lead. As a man, as a Christian, you make your choice, I'll make mine. But mine's gonna be to make the best country, this, the best USA we can make it. And is it gonna be perfect? No. And all these social justice warriors, the SJWs, uh, the woke crowd, you know, <laughs> It's almost, I, 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 I can't relate. And scripture clearly teaches that God puts kings into power and takes kings down. All right? And we don't know his ways. They're so much higher than ours. But... We are called to do what is right and to do what we know is right. And, um, you know, to just stand on the sidelines and say, oh, America is so horrible and um, that therefore I can't I can't vote for, a, you know, this evil empire that, uh, you know, enslaved people in their beginning. And, um, you know, nobody's arguing the point that slavery was evil. And you know what? It changed. Nobody argued. Yeah, if anybody, if any people group has been uh, oppressed and and hurt by the United States, it's Native Americans. I mean, they've paid a huge price. And and we can go and argue, you know, who took what from who. But this is the way that things are played out in the sinful world and God will wash it in the end. And so we're called to do our best and to do what we know is right. And when we fail, repent, change it, and move on. So I, pro I know I'll probably be misunderstood for what I just said, because there's a lot more to it than what I just said. But in a nutshell, we're we need to uh, we need to be leaders, and we need to be um, part of this government. And God has placed this government on the earth, um, where we are self-governed, where you have a voice. And is it corrupt? Yeah, <laughs> but that doesn't mean uh, that the concept. Um, of this nation in our constitution uh, is it flawed it 
may be, but you're going to be very, very hard-pressed, and I'd say you're not going to find anything even close to our Constitution and, and this nation. So that's all I'm going to say about that now. Um, I want to talk a little bit more uh, next podcast um, about uh, Christians and um, this holy quality thing and how the whole society has changed and Christians are looking more like the world than they are like Christians and they're they're so many are afraid to raise their voice because they don't you know they don't want to be judged or they don't want to be criticized for for their beliefs but when your beliefs are solidly grounded in scripture uh, it's I mean, it's not only easy, it's uh, it's an obligation to speak truth. So we'll talk a little bit more about that next week. But, um, oh yeah, the uh, title of my podcast, The Party's Over. I forgot to get that in there. The Party's Over, and I meant that for those who have used the Supreme Court as their puppet and... Um, their uh, mode of legislating law, it's over, guys. And Trump gets four more years and gets another pick on there and keeps choosing. Uh, he set a record on the number of uh, lower court judges he's uh, appointed. Uh, it will make a difference. You know, is all my faith in government? No, it's not. But I can tell you this when governments fail, People are oppressed and people die, and um, and no perfect government. There is no perfect government, but you're going to be hard pressed to find something better than the United States. And uh, I love this country, and uh, I believe in this country, regardless of what people want to say about it. Um, and there is a lot of healing that needs to be done, and a lot of sitting down at the table and talking and listening. And uh, I think we're open to that, but you look at what's going on in the streets right now, they're not listening. You, you look at uh, what's going on uh, in, in Congress right now, they're not listening. So um, they can point the fingers at us, but uh, like I've heard so many times, when you point the finger, there's three more pointing right back at you. So that goes for all of us. So anyways, thanks for listening. I'll try and get one out here again soon. If I do it while I'm driving, I don't have notes, so it's a little harder. And plus, there are crazy people in cars around me, and um, I have to pick a nice straight road to do this on. But at any rate, thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. Hey, I almost forgot. If you want to make a comment about anything uh, that I've talked about, just email me at hereinthishousepodcast at gmail.com. That's here in this house podcast at gmail.com. And uh, if you want to see the Facebook page, just go to here in this house. Thanks again. Turn out the lights. The party's over. They say that all good things must end. Call it a night. The party's over. Tomorrow starts the same old thing again
What a crazy, crazy party Never seen so many people Laughing, dancing Look at you, you're having fun But look at me, I'm almost crying But that don't keep her love from dying Misery, cause for me the party's over Turn out the lights The party's over They say that all Good things must end Call it a night The party's over And tomorrow starts the same old thing again Once I had a love undying I didn't keep it, wasn't trying Life for me was just one party and then another I broke her heart so many times Had to have my party wine Then one day she said, sweetheart, the party's over Turn out the lights The party's over They say that all good things must end Call it a night The party's over And tomorrow starts the same old thing again And tomorrow starts the same old thing again